Hey everyone, welcome to Feisty Mermaids. I'm your host, Vanessa, and this is a podcast where we talk about everything women and girls and just being limitless and living our best lives. So today's a bit of a special episode, I would say, because I want to talk about, as a single parent, how do you manage through holidays where you don't have your kids? And what I mean by single parent is in a case where maybe you have shared custody, like I do, and there's really, you know, half of the holidays that I don't have my daughter with me. And I want to talk to that because as we get near the holidays, it it really makes such a big difference when you can plan ahead for some of these things. And Look, it's always tough, but I think with some of the things we're going to talk about today, you can help make it just a little bit easier and maybe just a little bit easier to manage. So this year, I started to plan for the holidays, and it's really a very special year or different year, I guess you could say, because we have the COVID pandemic that's going on. So naturally, I think more of us are going to be spending time away from friends and loved ones uh, than we would have in other years. So I started to reflect about the last couple of years that I've had as a single parent and how so many traditions have changed simply because I have a shared custody arrangement and we have to split the holidays, as I was mentioning before. I remember a friend giving me advice when I was starting the journey of being a single mom, and she asked me how many years I had left until my daughter turned 18. At the time, it was 14 years. So she said to me that because I only had her for 14 years, and in essence, I would only really have her for seven of those years because of the 50-50 custody arrangement that my ex-husband and I have. I looked puzzled and I'm sure I looked absolutely scared because to think that I only had seven Christmases to celebrate with my child or seven Thanksgivings or seven Halloweens, it really scared me to think that my child was only going to be with me for part of those holidays. So fast forward to today, I technically only have six Christmases left and six, Chris- six Thanksgivings left with her before she turns 18. But it also gave me a new, ex- a new perspective because it dawned on me that half of that time, yes, I'm not going to have my child, but it means that I'm going to be alone for the holidays. And that can be really, really daunting. So I'm going to take you back to 2017, and that's it was August 2017, and that's the month that we decided to separate. As the holidays approached that year, I knew that my ex would likely be alone for Christmas because most of his family lived uh, lives out of state. So I actually shared with him that maybe he should take her for Christmas just because of the circumstances. And and again, I just didn't want him to feel alone. I think I was just also trying to be very amicable and try to keep things as, as simple as possible. That conversation took place and I didn't really think about it for weeks until one day I woke up and I realized that I'm the one that's going to be alone for Christmas on that year. Of course, my parents and my brother and my friends, they all offered invitations for me to spend that holiday with them. But it didn't feel right, though. 
I just didn't want to have to fake that I was happy and enjoying celebrating the holiday with them when the truth was that I was dying inside because I didn't have my daughter for the first time on a Christmas. So I actually, in anticipation, just Googled, what are some places to go uh, for Christmas if you're single? There are lots of choices. And for me, it all came down to looking for a location that I could go and I could get away where I could really start my healing and really start my journey of being a single parent on a very good foot. So I actually settled for going to the Red Mountain Resort in Utah. It's actually a very quiet retreat where you can choose your activities. So there's everything from yoga to uh, meditation classes, cooking classes, but there's also more extreme stuff like rock climbing and rappelling. And that really um, attracted me to go there. What's great also is that they take care of all your meals and it's all super healthy meals. And it's a place where I could begin to find my center. It was a little bit of a splurge for sure, but I knew that this was going to be the right place for me to again start my healing. So my holidays have certainly looked a lot more different since the divorce, but I get the feeling that a lot of us are going to be going through that this year simply because of COVID and the different restrictions that are in place and and the distance that we want to observe to keep our loved ones safe. So it's definitely going to be very different for the year 2020. Holidays in general can be an extremely stressful time, and it's well documented that people feel, can feel lonely and depressed during this time. For those of us that have to spend time alone because we're kind of forced for whatever circumstances, especially without our kids, it's extremely important to start practicing some of that self-care so that we can take the steps to prevent any mental health issues. So I found a great article that was posted on the Mayo Clinic's website regarding holiday stress and depression. And I'll make sure that I put a link to my blog. So definitely visit feistymermaids.com so that you can get that link and you can read the full article. But here are some of the things that were my main takeaways. Number one, it's to really acknowledge the feelings that you're having. It's really okay to sit in that discomfort and know that you're not happy, that you're sad, that you don't have your kids. Um, It's okay also to tell people how you feel because I think sometimes we just wanna keep things light and when people ask you, hey, how are you doing? I know you don't have your kids this year and you're like, oh yeah, I'm fine, everything's okay. And you know it's not, you know it's really sad and you know it's really hard and you know it really hurts no matter how many years it's been since you've been through the divorce or the separation. So it's okay for you to tell people, you know what, this really sucks. It really hurts. And I'm really feeling like I've, like I miss a big part of me during the holidays. Now, I do need to warn you though, because when you do have these honest conversations, you don't know what reaction you're going to get. And I find that people sometimes can try to say something funny because they want to compensate or it's the uncomfortable conversation. Or people can go in the other extreme and they can literally change the subject just because they're so uncomfortable talking about it. I'll share with you that first year when I went to to Utah, my dad on Christmas starts texting me all these photos of my daughter. So photos that he'd taken on his phone. I know he did it with absolutely good intentions, 
But to me, it was devastating to get all these photos and to see my child. And, and it just made me even more sad because I couldn't be with her. But I knew he was coming from a good place. So I think this is where you need to understand that people's reactions may not always be what you're thinking it's going to be. And you need to just be okay with that. The second thing that I've done and that I they mentioned in the, uh, in the article as well is to reach out. The article says to reach out to people, support groups, and communities. One of the things that I've done following that first year is to actually look for volunteer opportunities in the, way, in the weeks that are leading up to the holidays. I've actually given my time to Nathaniel's Hope and also to Baby DJ, which is uh, a local radio station here in town. Nathaniel's Hope is an organization that gives children with disabilities all kinds of different opportunities. And in this case, for both charities, I became a personal shopper. So families in need would come into the different warehouses, and I worked with the families to understand what their circumstances were and to be really compassionate and kind about helping them shop for their children, uh, which, like I said, some of them have disabilities and special needs. At first, I didn't know how I was going to react, right? Not, not how I was going to react, but how I was going to feel emotionally about helping families. Was it going to make me sadder that I didn't have my child? Uh, how was that going to make me feel? But I actually found that by working with them and getting to know their stories and sharing my love and my compassion towards them, it really helped some of that emptiness that I was feeling inside to just be a little bit less, to feel like I was giving back to someone else even when I couldn't have my child with me. The third thing that I took away from this article is to be realistic. Look, the reality is, is that the holidays will never be the same after a separation or after a divorce. My child will never again have her mom and dad together on Christmas morning when she opens her presents. I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but it's the absolute reality. So you need to start new traditions and start new, new ways of doing things in your household and really start to make them as an exciting thing. So for me, when my daughter is with her dad for Christmas, I politely ask Santa if he can please bring her gifts, you know, once she gets home, uh, usually a few days later from being with her dad. And then it's great because we kind of get to have our whole Christmas morning all over again. It's just on a different day. It's the same thing with Thanksgiving. I usually go all out and it takes me three days to prepare my turkey. It's absolutely amazing. So what I do is I just kind of move the date and I usually do it a few days before the actual holiday or on a day that she's with me so that we can have our full Thanksgiving celebration and we still have friends and family over when it's appropriate. This year may be different, but in other years we do that. What was interesting is a conversation that I had with my cousin actually helped me get to this point because he's the one that said to me, that a holiday can really be celebrated on any day. It's really up to you to make that day special. So again, I've started new traditions and just by shifting different days where we celebrate things, it keeps the normalcy of some of those holidays. Some of the new traditions that I've also started with my daughter are celebrating, for example, the Mexican Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. And we also do things like full moon and new moon meditations every month so that she can, again, have different traditions and things that we do together. 
So the article also talks about the importance of saying no. One year, I remember, I received an invitation from my friend to come over for a Christmas dinner. And as much as I really wanted to go and spend time with her, I realized that I just would be too sad without my child. And it would be just not necessarily uncomfortable, but it just wouldn't be as it would be if my daughter was with me. And I also realized that I was probably intruding in their family time. As much as they would want me there, some things are just a little more, uh, they, they really need to be left in, in tradition with family or whatnot. That's how I felt anyway. So I declined. And my friend was so insistent and she was almost horrified, I think, at the fact that I had turned her down to come over to her house for dinner. And her response is, I don't want you to be lonely. Now, as much as I appreciate that, I knew that part of my healing was to start to spend some time alone and to really start some of that self-care that I was talking about and some of that self-healing by spending that time alone. But I've also learned that people are going to project on you the way they think you should feel. So in this case, my friend was assuming that I was going to feel lonely. And the reality is because of the work that I've done over the years, I don't feel lonely. I really miss my daughter. I wish she was with me on these special days, but I don't feel lonely. And instead, like I said, I practice some of that self-care. So on this particular year, I cooked a big breakfast and then I took the dog and we went on a hike and that was our special day and that was okay. So overall, it's really about thinking ahead and knowing what your holidays are going to look like. Don't let those days sneak up on you and then catch you completely by surprise. And then you really don't know what you're going to do. And I think that can give you a sense of not being prepared and feeling worse. And then weigh your options. If you get invitations, look, if you're comfortable going to someone's house for Christmas dinner or to spend all Christmas Day with them, you know, that's certainly up to you. But the advice that I will give you is to make sure that you follow your heart to do whatever it is that you want to do. Don't feel guilted or don't feel forced into doing something just because people think you're going to be alone and people think that this is going to be the best thing for you. What do you want to do on those days? And I would say that you need to honor that space, honor where you're at at the moment And don't make forced decisions and certainly don't make decisions because you don't want to be alone also. Think about what uncomfortable feelings do you need to sit with during some of these holidays to actually further your healing. Because ultimately remember that happiness is found within. So no matter what day of the year it is, whether it's a special holiday or it's just an average day, if you can find that peace and that happiness within you, it's going to carry through. So I'm going to leave you with this quote, and it's really simple, actually, but it says, some journeys can only be traveled alone. So what about you? What are your holidays looking like in this pandemic year of 2020? And if you're a single parent like me and you're facing some challenges of not having your children for the holidays, what are you planning on doing? Let me know what you're thinking. You can find me on social media at Feisty Mermaids. And you can also reach me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. 
And you can also visit my website so that you can read the blog that's going to go along with this entry. And you can also find the links to some of the things that I talked about. And the website is feistymermaid.com. Thank you for being here.